Fernando was in this meeting, but uh, somewhere between recording and editing, uh, we lost the recording. So it's just the three of us, and I've skillfully edited Fernando out. He made a lot of very valuable contributions, and it eats me up that we lost them. My bad. Michael. Yes. You picked the film. I did. I picked Boyhood, a film from 2014 that people talked quite a lot about at the time, uh, and I just never quite got round to seeing. Uh, but we saw it this time. Had anybody seen it before? Nope. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> it was quite long. It was it was it was long, real long. I thought it was the perfect length, possibly a bit short. <laughs> It should have been Who 12 years old. liked long. it? I liked it. Laura? Despised it. <gasps> no! Fucking hated it so much. Oh my God. <laughs> you, Are you serious? Despised yeah. it? I genuinely have not disliked a film so much in quite a long time. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you want to start then? Maybe, yeah, maybe that's the same thing with Fernando. Maybe I just have to, I have to just put it on again. Maybe I'll do that after this meeting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do you want to open up then and tell us what what the what why you hated it? Sure, 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 sure. So, okay. I might be my vision might be tainted by how angry it made me. And right. how bored I was. Which yeah. made me feel like I wasn't enjoying it. But for a while at the beginning, I did like it. I did I liked it for maybe the first 40 minutes. And then I gradually sort of started to get bored and not like it. And then I really started to get bored and angry about how things were going. And then I grew to really, really dislike the main character. And we started seeing less and less of the other characters. And we were just focused on Mason. And I just hated him. And I thought that he was so full of shit. And he thought he was being so profound. And then it clicked with me. I was like, this is the director. He also thinks he's being really profound. But this is just meaningless, vapid shit and i i appreciate i like admire the oh. premise i think the premise is really cool but the fact that it's three hours long and nothing is happening and okay yes that's what you were going for but it really is not it's not appealing to me whatsoever like i can't tell you how much i just just like just 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 again just raw anger is what i feel that i've that 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 they put me through that anyway jesus <laughs> <laughs> um, are you angry enough that you're messing around with the headphone cable again? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. I was. Um, I was. I was making quite a Sorry, lot. Sorry, I'm not trying gestures. to make you more angry by asking that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess I was. I was making a lot of hand gestures while I was talking there. Okay. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> um, right. What What was vapid? I think it was because it was clearly like it was just trying to capture ordinary moments. Yeah. Right. Like the whole point was that nothing's really happening. It's just trying to capture ordinary moments. But I think it's trying to inject something profound and meaningful into it, but I'm failing to see what's profound about it. Like I don't, I'm not seeing anything worthwhile in any of this. So for me, it just becomes empty and vapid. Right. So it was lacking something worthwhile. I see what you're saying, that it was, it was fairly like, gentle in many ways that it, it was just trying to capture something that felt like real life yes exactly um 
but I thought they did that pretty well. Uh, I thought it really did feel like real life. Oh, me too. I thought it felt like too much like real life. Like they did a very good job of capturing of capturing mm. real life. It just is not a, an aspect of real life. I have any. I just despise teenagers. Maybe that's my problem. Oh, <laughs> I mean that could be an issue. <laughs> there were a lot of teenagers in the I film. Spent a lot of time with Mason as a teenager, and I was just like. Oh, I really am glad that I don't have to spend any time with teenagers. Oh. Anyway, someone else, what did you think? Clearly you all liked it, and I'm I'm taking this ship out to sea by myself. <laughs> I, I thought it was amazing. I thought it was one of the best films I've ever seen. Wow, oh my God. Uh, <laughs> and I, I haven't seen a film I enjoyed so much in a long time. Uh, and yes, that is, I think, for kind of the reasons that you hated it by the sound mm. of things. Um, I liked it because it was, it felt real. It felt down to earth. Uh, it felt like there was a lot of truth in it. Uh, the characters were not big cardboard cutouts like in a lot of films where they're like, oh, this is the abusive dad. He is evil and he's a monster. And this is the hardworking mum and she's tired, but she's, um, She's she's a good lady. She, just all of these characters were played like real people, where everybody has flaws and everything. Everybody has things that are good about them, and everyone mm. tries to hide things and tries to communicate things and gets angry and uh, and gets bored and all of that. Just it just felt so true to life. Uh, every single it, it was so clear that the. They understood what children are like, and they understood what parenting is like. It just all rang so true, and I just fell in love with so many of the characters and wanted the best for them, and the way that you could see them grow over the course of it, and not just the children, but the mum and the dad, and just how they... They transformed those characters, but in a way that I could really believe that that really happened. Um, yeah, I thought all that was was just great. Mason's flaws. He was easily led. He was uh, apathetic. <laughs> right? Why? Why would you say he's vapid? Oh, I think I don't know. Maybe it's just because they like. They did an excellent job of capturing teenagers' conversations where they think they're being really profound, but they're actually just being really mm. shallow. And again, I just I want to stop saying the word vapid because it's the only word I can think of when he's talking about like I don't know what was he talking about at the party where he's like, oh, you know, I just want to get out of the box, people controlling me, and yeah. do whatever I like, man, and like, oh yeah, you're right about the moments. The moment sees us, and you know. Yeah, oh, that, it's all, it's all happening great. right now, isn't it? Like, oh my that, god, shut up! That was the greatest moment of the film. I couldn't <laughs> believe that they ended on that line. It was just the dumbest thing anyone so said. Dumb. I'm like, oh. he's gone to university and he's got stoned and he's just <laughs> talked nonsense with some girl he's met, and life carries on. I thought that was it was just wonderful. Uh, but oh, the other characters were calling him out on this, right? Like he he was. And again, that was so true. I've met that guy. I, I think oh, at yeah. times I've been yeah. that guy. Um, and and it, again, it wasn't done over the top. It wasn't a it wasn't a pastiche of that character. <laughs> it, it was. It felt real. It felt like yeah, people people do that at parties. They 
and it was and he looked like that kind of guy as he well did. he looked like that kind of teenager i hate who, that guy though i hate it and uh, i don't want to watch him for however long we had to spend uh, with him like I, that which was i think part like of the reason time. part of the reason i liked this film so much was that i liked so many of the characters so much including mm. him so may you be that's the bit that went <laughs> wrong for you i think so Oh, I thought, I thought he, was he was cool as well. I thought he was whiny. He was selfish. Selfish. <laughs> Don't leave your fucking dishes for your mother, you piece of shit. One he cereal left one bowl. That <laughs> is so typical. Yeah, but you know, don't make your mum have to tell you to. You know, you just expect people to clean up after you. Oh, I hate people like that. <laughs> He was going to work as a teenager. So? He just expects to be... Oh, I don't know. That moment. And then he did it without arguing. (laughs) All right, look, it was a bad example, but whatever else, I don't know. You know when they were all, like, he went to that house with those other garbage teenagers and they're all chatting shit about sex and drugs and he's just so desperate to fit in. And I feel like he never really lost that. He was always just trying to mold himself to the situation. Mm. Not even on purpose. It was just by being the most bland person possible. Yeah. You know, but he always don't just we went all do along. that? Well, maybe that's why I didn't like it. You know, I don't like recognizing that part about myself. Okay. I, I think he was devoid of any sense of humor as well, which is also why I never, I don't really relate to characters who are just so, I don't know. Pa- he seemed very passive and placid. He was very passive, for sure. Mm-hmm. And that was right from the start as well. We saw this, like, all the other kids playing and him just looking at the sky, thinking about rainbows or whatever. <laughs> and, that, yeah. and that carried all the way through. And it, I, I thought it was great seeing how that he was a really consistent character right to then. We saw him, like, playing on his Game Boy instead of engaging with the people around him. But it, and he was just sort of chilled and just thinking about stuff. And, yeah. Mm. But then he would open up to people they knew well, like his his high school girlfriend chatting to her in the car about how Facebook's evil and stuff. Yeah, but that's another example of, I just, how many times have we all been subjected to that sort of conversation at parties and Mm. things and just been like, I'm so bored of this. You're just stating (laughs) the obvious. Yeah, but he doesn't know that. He's just learning. And we all yeah. had to go through that. I know we, we all... did, but it reminds me of my most cringing years of them. I think so. That's what made it difficult. To yeah, watch was the cringe, <laughs> the, uh, the the yeah. projected cringe. <laughs> um, hmm. But yeah, I thought that was just good. It was interesting. It was very comfortable to watch in a way because it all seemed so familiar. Yeah, when it's we. <sighs> I suppose. Well. So does it come down to if you liked Mason, you liked this film? Is that <laughs> That's an interesting one. It might yeah, maybe. I I actually did like Samantha. I liked all the other characters, I just hated Mason. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I had beef with Samantha. I had beef with the actor who played Samantha. I felt like she was just worse. In every scene, she just got progressively worse at acting. Oh, wow. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, she went from just, like, annoying little kid beating up her brother. That's quite funny. Um, To just this really stiff, 
emotionless, like young adult who didn't have any expressions. I don't think <laughs> for the entire last hour of the film. Yeah, kind of. You think it. so? Kind of get I thought she was superb. <laughs> nah. Again, it was in a relaxed, sort of natural way, but nah, nah. Oh. no, she was she was terrible. It's it's official. <laughs> Do you think it was meant to be more about her, and they recognised that she wasn't a great actor and decided to make it a film about him? So this is a question I'd written down. Do you think they filmed this twice? Do you think they filmed both films? Yeah. Do you think they filmed? It from her perspective and from Girlhood. his, yeah, and saw who turned out to be the better actor, and made them the bit, the main character. I mean, that would be insane. Because there was a lot of interesting. Yeah, I mean, what a lot of effort! But yeah, go on. She, well, she was, yeah, yeah. I meant just to film two films, but yeah, yeah, <laughs> not only to take um, twelve years, but to film two films. Um, but yeah, go on. I'm going to say no. My thought w- went further than that. My thought was this this boy turned out to be really interesting and, and a, a really sort of cool person to film. Maybe they did it with 10 kids, 10 completely different kids and some of them we didn't see at all because most of the cost is from getting the crew together and doing the sets and working out the script, just shooting the the same shooting the scene a few more times it only takes a few more hours. Um and then they would have their pick of like, yeah, every every couple of years they could eliminate a couple of kids until there's just one by the end, and they just use that footage. Uh, do do we think they might have done that? Even God, no. I think that would. I think you're vastly underestimating how much longer that would take. Maybe, but I mean, it's a it's a cool idea. I mean, I might be wrong. Maybe it wouldn't take that much longer. But I think it would be a big ask to have the actors the. Adult actors have to refilm every scene ten times. I suppose so. Also, ethically, like you're just crushing new kids' dreams every couple of years when you're like, no. So you've <laughs> wasted suppose. five years of your life now. <laughs> <laughs> well, again, like you'd pay them and be like, is that you, how you kids, tell them up front, maybe you'll get things? to be in a film. Um, we want to, to film this thing with you. Maybe I, you're right. I'm sure that wouldn't put off. Filmmakers, the ethics. Yeah, perhaps. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, I think it was always going to be about the boy. I think this was this director okay. living out a lot of his true-to-life experiences. That's my guess. Um, maybe. I felt like he was very uh, of the moment, Mason. He, he had a lot of the uh, characteristics of a typical child of that year. Yeah. It's part of the reason I liked it so much is that it was so close to, I mean, he was probably two years younger than me, but he, yeah, he fit my childhood very closely. Mm. It was cool. They must uh, have had to just keep rewriting the script or just writing the script every time they went back to filming. Yeah. To be yeah. able to so match it so I well. looked this up because I thought that was interesting. Oh. Apparently they, they only had uh, the very broadest story beats planned at the start and they had a, an idea of what would happen at the end and everything else in between they would they would shoot like the scenes for a year and then they would start writing for the next year. Oh, cool. They really did it as they went along and they interviewed 
particularly the kids as they went along and like got to know the kids so that they could match it to what those kids turned out like. Oh, so they did match the personalities of the kids. Yeah. That's what was said anyway. That's not to say that the director's personality didn't come through as well, because maybe it did. Uh, but yeah, there was certainly it was it was done fluidly to to match up with what they had to work with. Cool. Maybe there's going to be a, a follow up called Manhood. Oh, I would love that. I would not watch that. <laughs> <laughs> but you don't hate men; you hate teenagers. That's true. Maybe I would. Yeah, I don't know. It was just the whole thing. Really, was just like the style isn't even for me. I think I could kind of tell when it came on and there was an acoustic guitar playing. I was kind of like, oh, no, <laughs> no. I don't like that. <laughs> not a Coldplay fan. No, I'm not. Not at all. And then everyone kept breaking out guitars and bursting into song and that pissed me off even more. And I was like, oh. you can tell the director is the kind of person who would break out a guitar at a party. That is true. <laughs> yeah. I still don't know what you're what you're getting at here. It's <laughs> pe- people get out guitars at parties. I've I hate been to those parties people. where people get a guitar out. And I think it's lovely. You, you all said to, oh, I miss it as well. You at a house party and you're chatting about this and that, and someone gets the guitar out and you can sing along for a bit. You can go off do something else. Um, this is the this is the classic leaving teams on and singing show tunes. <laughs> it's it's a purely for attention. I remember being at a party once and I was trying to talk to someone and then my friend interrupted me and was like, oh, just uh, let's just let Gareth finish his song. I'm trying <laughs> to just be a person at a party. I don't want to listen to someone sing a song. Oh, <sighs> okay. But were we seeing those kinds of people in this film? It seemed to me that we were seeing people who were, you know, politely and decently getting out a guitar and everyone was singing together and enjoying it. And... Mm, maybe I'm just a bitter person. Yeah, just wow. because the audience enjoyed listening to the person playing guitar does not mean the person was right to play guitar. <laughs> <laughs> I think it very nearly does. <laughs> not if they're filming it for Laura to watch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah. Well. Anyway, as I say, like I shouldn't. I, I keep it's so tainted because I keep getting wrapped up by how annoyed it made me in the end. But I did enjoy the first bit. Of them being children yeah. and seeing them move constantly and damn oh well anyway yeah um, it should be such a killjoy is the is the point I suppose <laughs> well I don't know if you don't like the film you don't like the film but um, yeah there's something some connection here I wonder if it's like Fernando said before about how art reflects the viewer and not the creator yeah. I really like the father. I love the dad. If the film had been about the dad, we'd have no problems. <laughs> he was a bit of a bit of a knob when he first got married and settled down. And... Oh yeah, he was flawed, <laughs> terribly flawed to start <laughs> with. But by the end, he was great. Yeah, no, not at the start. At the start, I was fine with him being a bit young and a bit irresponsible. But mm. it was yeah when he got married and had his moustache and. I don't know, he just, he wasn't as nice. I mean, I don't, all I've got is that he got sensible and turned into an arsehole. Oh. I can't remember exactly what he did. Yeah, there were little things like he promised, um, he yeah. promised Mason the car 
and he just denied all knowledge and he was mm. he he was suddenly instantly more responsible and less fun and didn't acknowledge that change in a very good way something like that mm. yeah but he yeah he was he was a good character like that yeah. i thought he Came went slightly himself. downhill again right at the very end everyone's last scenes were just a bit kind of like oh i don't understand why they've oh. done that what was the last scene with him? They were in the bar watching the musicians. Oh, I remember thinking that this is the best that we've ever seen him. It's finally come together. <laughs> oh, and he's that's so funny. He's made peace with everything. I like him more than ever. I see. I there are a couple of things that I didn't like. I, I get he you could take it either way. So first of all. He was like he was trying to talk Mason through his breakup, but the kind of vibe was just like "fuck her, she's just some girl, like she's really vain and vapid, like mm. fuck her," which is just a bit misogynistic, I think. Um, right. And then the other thing, which was that where he was talking about how much he's grown as a person, and he'd said that maybe if the mum had been more patient and more forgiving, which is just annoying because like lay off the mum, like you were a shit dad at the time, like don't make this about her. This is about you being an arsehole 20 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> it fed into a pattern, I thought, of them sort of demonising the mum a little bit for her choices and her what she, which just irritated me. So, yeah, which is mm. like... But I don't think he was saying that as if, as if to say that she ought to have been, like like she was she was in the wrong there. He, he was owning up to his, his own shortcomings, wasn't he? I don't know. I think it heavily implies that she should have been more forgiving and more patient. Oh, yeah, maybe that's just me. Um, Claire, what were you going to yeah. say? Sorry, I interrupted you. I don't remember now. Um, oh, no, I, I think I was just going to agree with you about, um, yes, some of the comments he made about, certainly in the bar, I think, is that when he said, like, if she'd been more patient and stuff? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I remember thinking that's like horrendously unfair. Like she's got two children to raise. <laughs> she can't wait 20 years for you to grow <laughs> yeah. up. Um, mm. And yeah, the just the tone of it wasn't great. Um, but she did make some terrible decisions. Let's not forget mm. that. She did, but um, I don't know. And he was cool about that as well. She, he, <laughs> he, we even had Mason saying, and we we wouldn't have had the parade of drunken assholes. And he just did the yeah. zipped lips sign, which I think is the that's the the classy response to that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there were just uh, a couple of things. I thought all the way through, like he was he was a great dad. Like he really engaged with them on a very like you know genuine level. He didn't, he never talked out to them. That the sex talk was, was so funny. Yeah, that was great. One of yeah. the best scenes in any film. That's really good. <laughs> yeah, because that's such a grown up and responsible thing for him to do. Because <laughs> it's so easy to not do that and just giggle. Um, yeah. So yeah, absolutely excellent scene for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you could see just how much he loved them and how much he was trying to be a good dad, even though he realised he was he was not doing well in a lot of ways. Yeah. Hmm. I also realised at some point that he 
looks like a cross between Tom Cruise and Jack Nicholson. And I found that really distracting for a long time. And Daniel Day-Lewis. <laughs> Who's Daniel Day-Lewis? I remember. I can what never remember from. I can't remember. And Christian Bale. Oh, Daniel Day-Lewis, yeah. Yeah. Who did I you just say? Like Tom Cruise and... And Jack Nicholson. Oh, yeah. Add in so Christian he... Bale and Daniel Day-Lewis. We've got yeah. ourselves a indistinguishable lineup of white men. <laughs> well, I've definitely lost track of all of them, so yeah, just about there. <laughs> well, he just he looked like Tom Cruise, but he had Jack Nicholson's like facial expressions. I thought, hmm. oh, what's his name? Ethan Hawke. Yeah, that's right. I haven't seen him in anything else. I haven't seen any of them in anything else. I don't think, and that was good. Again, made it feel more real. Mm, me neither. Um, how Brady Bunch was it when the, she got together with a lecturer, though? Yeah, like, I quite liked that for a little ugh, while. It was I felt like it was a farce or something with the <laughs> pairs of brothers and the pair of sisters. Yeah. Just I thought it was quite sweet, though, the way they'd all hang out in the one room together and talk about their parents. and. <laughs> Yeah, the sort of sweet. That's it. I, I was really sad when it went so badly wrong. Yeah, those poor kids. Mm. Yeah. What happened to them? Yeah, we just we never found out, did we? Mm. Yeah, the the lecturer guy was he was really a well done character, and I because I quite liked him to start with and then I hated him so much yeah. mm-hmm. and they but it again it never felt like oh and here's the big reveal it just felt like you just learned more and more about him and, and realized how how terrible he was or how terrible he could be yeah yeah the signs were kind of there that built up to it like the way he would look at his children mm. with like that intense stare when they did something that he didn't approve of or something yeah, yeah, it was good. Yeah, it was well done. Like, I thought he was going to be strict mm. and a good character to compare to their dad, who was yeah the opposite of strict and a good character. Uh, but, yeah, just it really took me by surprise eventually. Hmm. Hayden Burstall, always a bad sign. Yes, yeah, there we are. that early. <laughs> yeah, I thought, oh, he's... Uh, yeah, that that's a another flaw of his that he's he's got a, a problem with alcohol. But yeah, it was much worse than we thought to start with. Mm. So my question about him is, where was he teaching? Because I want a job that can pay for the lifestyle he has. That's teaching <laughs> in a university. Oh, American university! Don't they get like triple the salary that we do in, in UK university? What? <laughs> I'm pretty sure they're on like mega bucks. Oh. Like it's not comparable at all for a lectureship. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, big houses are cheaper in America. That's also true. Yeah, but uh, they had a big car and they went for a fancy dinner and yeah, they went to Paris. Yes, no, it's very true. We went for fancy dinners in America. Pretty cheap. Yeah, the food Perkins and petrol. Fancy. Perkins. Is that where they went? 
That's where we went. We went to somewhere called Perkins. I don't remember that. Yeah, we went to Perkins. Perkins. That was good. What kind of cuisine was this? Fried stuff with cheese? (laughs) (laughs) Huge (laughs) amounts of fried stuff with cheese. Uh, They they would do like a bowl of tater tarts with country gravy and ham or whatever. There's lots of satisfying things. It doesn't ring a bell. It was green. It was a kind of bottle green colour. Okay. (laughs) That's what I remember. (laughs) Anyway, you're right. You seem to have a lot of money. And yet they they sort of, she ended up with the same job. And it was still kind of clear that she was having trouble with money all the way through. Uh, And that didn't quite measure up. But I guess he was more senior. And the boy. Pay gap. And a, and a boy. <laughs> yes, maybe he was a good good example of what's going on there. Um, I liked the comparison uh, between different sports. We had, uh, <laughs> and Mason was, this was a theme that kept coming up, that Mason was no good at sports, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so he was bowling and he wanted it to be made easier and the dad was trying to teach him this lesson that you, you shouldn't bowl with bumpers because otherwise it's not worth anything when you when you do hit a strike yeah and he he got it badly wrong and i was so pleased when he sort of fessed up and said Mm -hmm. look that whole thing with the the bumpers i'm sorry i'm gonna try not to do that again um because that's like a good message to try and teach but he he got it wrong and he Mm -hmm. wasn't sensitive about it um and then we saw the same thing later but it was golf with the lecturer guy Oh, yeah. And it was, again, just trying to teach him and trying to be, in that case, a sort of decent stepfather, but just overstepping the bounds and being too harsh and not being sensitive enough and just putting the kid off. He wasn't harsh, though. I thought he was very supportive of those two. In the golf? With golf. Yeah. Are you joking? Oh, my God, I thought he was so cruel to his son. Was he? Yeah. I don't remember him being. I remember him being angry when he missed a shot at the end. Yeah, that was terrible. Oh, I remember him being a real arsehole to his son who for not getting for like I don't know. Hmm. Yeah, he was he was too discouraging. I think he was too too harsh on them for like missing a shot in a game. Um, but that that was a good comparison. But again, and the difference between bowling and golf is kind of the difference between their those two men's <laughs> lifestyles. And then finally, we had shooting with his granddad or granddad-in-law, whoever that was. Um, Step-granddad. Step-granddad, whoever that was. He, who got it just right and was really encouraging and, again, was sort of firm and told him, right, we're doing this now, you're going to learn to shoot, but was kind of kind with it and he nailed it and, and managed to shoot the thing. And that was really cool. Oh, yeah, you're right. That was nice. And, and that Red. was across ten years that we had these three different examples, but they they connected them all, and that was it was little things like that that I thought were just just beautiful. These little themes that they carried on over years and years. That's well done. Do you think that connects in with the fact that he was shooting the football game at the end? That like he doesn't partake in the sport, but he's found a way to. I don't know. Maybe I'm reading oh. too much. You know, like, yeah, that's like his he's role. Got... His it's tailored to him his own interests and you know i can see that definitely we saw him I don't know. learning more about who he was yeah yeah mm. <laughs> interesting what do we think of the mum 
Again, I really liked her, but she was flawed. I, I think I liked her less than most of the characters. Um, but again, they didn't overdo it. They they made her believable, and that was great. But I thought she was a bit, a little bit unkind and a little bit selfish mm-hmm. at times um, in a way that a parent shouldn't indulge themselves in. Um, but I thought she overall she she was trying her best and she was trying to do what she could, uh, and you saw this come up again and again throughout it. So yeah, I sort of didn't really like her very much, but I could I didn't hate her. I respected her. <laughs> <laughs> what about you two? I I. Uh, yeah, I liked her. I thought she was a likable character. I found myself being really angry with her for quite a lot of the film because I was thinking, oh my God, these are you should be protecting your kids more. Like, how did you end up in this situation again? But then, mm. I, became, then I was angry with myself for thinking that way because I think that's that's just a way that we see women sometimes and we don't, we, we indiv- over-individualize and make it people's fault for, I don't know, it's complicated, isn't it? We over-individualise. Well, like, it's a very... This is probably because I've just been reading an article um, about, like, media campaigns against women who use crack while pregnant and the fact that all the campaigns make us, like, really pull us in emotionally and make us concerned for the babies. But it's not really doing that. What it's doing is making us really angry at the mothers, even though it's, like, it's completely ignoring everything like history and disenfranchisement and socioeconomic kind of backgrounds and just making it all about individual choices. So we're, we're really individualizing mm. here, which is what the film was kind of doing about, which it had to do to make it kind of like intimate and things like that. But it, we end up then being really angry with women for, for their perceived kind of choices instead of the kind of constraints that they're facing, you know? Okay. Yeah. I don't know, though. I don't know if that applies to this film or if I'm just... Hmm. Yeah, I wonder if that's it's maybe a different thing because the film is specifically about characters yeah. and isn't discussing an overarching socioeconomic situation and commenting on like a class of people, as you say. Like I don't know, because class and race were both there. It just didn't deal with them. Oh, yeah, no, I don't mean class as in, like socioeconomic status what do i mean like like a, a category of people um mm. yeah so, i know what you mean but i don't think that's up to the film no exactly the film oh, right, yeah. was there to just show us this character and ah, yeah yeah to, we had to like or dislike or root for or root against her yeah, I see what as you an mean. individual mm-hmm. um and Maybe it would be better and more worthy of our time to discuss the bigger picture and the problems associated with someone in her situation who wasn't her specifically. Um, but when it comes to a film, is just about a character. Um, and that's what this film was. I think there's better ways of doing it, though. Like I, I think I don't know. I think they did it with being a film. Well, it's just got to be entertaining, really, hasn't it? Yeah, maybe I'm just holding it to my own height, my own like standards that I've created around representation. But I think there's there's a 
there's a, a pitfall there with seeing everyone as representing something as well. Mm, so, I think so. So you know, sometimes a sometimes a chair is just a chair. Sometimes mm-hmm. a working single mother who travels between abusive relationships is just the mother from this film who we engaged with for 80 hours or however long it was. I disagree um, because I think then it, it adds into stereotypes, it adds it like feeds into the way that the audience thinks about certain things. It's the same thing with Requiem for a Dream, I think. You know, you could argue, oh, this is just a portrayal of those people and we're just responding to how those people have gone through. But that it's shaping how we're... It's one of many things, all kinds of media that, that talks about addiction and is shaping how we actually, like, you know, it's it's always bigger than it actually is. And it's about responsibility and how you portray things, including women in abusive relationships. But also there's limits in interpretation, right? Um, mm. We have to consider what what can reasonably be applied by a film. So if we were watching Re- Requiem for a Dream, it's, I think, pretty clear that the whole thing is about drugs and these four characters are shown uh, at the whole end of the film, the, the whole film builds up to these four, the, the four main characters in the film having their lives destroyed by drugs. And it's very clear what the message is. Whereas this had one woman who was in a couple of abusive relationships and responded in one way, and that was one small facet of the whole film that dealt with loads of other stuff going on with loads of other characters. I think it's it's close. It's 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 sort of an archetype that suggests itself that it would be it would be a shame if every film, if every woman in every film had to represent all women uh, or anything like that. Oh, no, I, yeah, I, I agree with you, kind of. I just think you've got to be careful of if you're contributing to a trope or not. Yeah. So that, that's on, something I thought they did well in not having her as this superhero mum, which is a trope throughout films of these single moms who struggle mm-hmm. and still raise these amazing children and create this impossible standard for people like she was just someone who was making some poor decisions and we can agree and disagree with them and I didn't really like her very much I thought yeah I thought she was quite mean to her children but it would be so easy to have make her really wholesome and make you really feel for her and mm-hmm. like pity her. And they didn't do that. Um, they didn't make her a victim, although she was in many ways. They showed her, um, yeah, just as a, a as a person who makes decisions um, and how she dealt with the consequences of those decisions. Um, not someone who had life happen to her and we had to then feel sorry for how bad for it or it was, or something. Yeah, There's I a thought, sentence in there somewhere. <laughs> I, see, I see what you mean. I'm not advocating that they should have made her a better character, you know, or a, a better mother and showed her struggle against adversity and be this wholesome superwoman, or that we should feel pity or compassion for her, just that we need to be careful with, like, what em- emotions you're trying to provoke in people. I, I just, reflecting on my own emotions towards her, which is that I blamed her sometimes for 
the situation, which is not right, and of getting angry at her decisions, because then it's all about her decisions. Do you see what I mean? Like, it's not... I don't see how the film could have overcome that. I admit that. But I think it's a bit of a pitfall that we're being trapped. You know, it's it's hooking me in with my emotions in a way that I don't think is responsible. No, I I see what you mean. Mm. I think they did a good job of... So uh, I feel like the narrative in society is that a woman in an abusive relationship is there at her own doing and it's her own fault and it's her decision Mm. and she has to live with it. I thought they did a good job of making it very clear that those guys were serious arseholes who'd yeah. sort of gradually descended into this abuse. They didn't mm-hmm. start off as awful people. You can she she fell in love with someone or fell in like I don't know how much she loved those guys. Mm. Um, she found companionship with someone she related to. Um, mm. But then as she learned more about them, we learned they were awful people and it was very clear that they were the bad people and she then got the kids out of the situation. Um, And I felt like I wasn't angry with her for getting that wrong. I was angry with them for being pricks. Okay. Mm -hmm. So maybe maybe it's just how you react to that emotionally. I thought that was what they did well in this film. I thought that was one of the things they got right. Um. But did it dismantle capitalism, Claire? <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> uh, do I have any notes on capitalism? Mason no. had some notes on capitalism. He certainly yeah, he did. His dad was a big liberal. <laughs> big old yes. oh, That was nice. I loved that, yeah. uh, him campaigning for the Democrats through the whole thing. <laughs> that was nice. <laughs> Stealing the McCain Lawton poster. That was really good. Yeah. Yeah, and it made it such a so I've heard the phrase that's been used of a few films, which is that they are accidental period pieces. And I I've, I've heard this this phrase used for films like You've Got Mail. Where they they couldn't have realised at the time, but the way that they made the film makes it so obvious when it, the film is set right from the beginning, and that's not really true for something like I don't know Jurassic Park, where there's not all that much focus on say technology or whatever. It, you kind of don't notice if you're watching it a few years later. Um, but yeah, some of these films are, are glaringly obvious. We know exactly when they were reproducing dinosaurs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's this kind of slightly mixed up thing. Um, and I feel like this, I don't know if it was accidental, but it was sort of an accidental period piece. Every single shot seemed to have so much stuff in it that dated it to a particular time. And I wonder how much of that they realised at the time. I think that was very deliberate. Okay. I'm thinking about things like technology. They they were showing the latest technology in yeah. all of the scenes. Were they thinking, oh, in 15 years when we release this, people are going to go, wow, old school? I think it uh, was probably they were adapting. Uh, yeah, no, I see what you mean. That is difficult to know because they did focus on technology and they can't. They, surely they couldn't have predicted the iPhone. <laughs> yeah, you know, like we'll focus so much on technology. What if technology doesn't change that much over the 12 years? 
Yeah. <laughs> and then maybe that would just be, oh, yeah, people are using technology and stuff. Yeah. Fine. Mm. Um, I, I just, yeah, I found that interesting. Mm. And again, having grown up at the same time, I was, I, I found that quite engaging seeing them playing with all the devices that I played with when I was about that age that <laughs> I've forgotten about. And yeah, I got rid of that years ago and there they have it and it's brand new. And yeah. <laughs> um, and they tied that in so well as well. Uh, yeah. I'm going to say, no, they must've thought about the technology because it, <sighs> so it was things like, I don't know. No, probably this is just, just my own nostalgia. So I spotted, I I was a bit disgusted by this bit where he's using an Apple computer in the class and the teacher's like, come on, you've got to stop, press Apple quit. And I thought, oh, that's a bit gross that they'd put that in and like obviously stage this this particular computer right in the middle of it. And then like two minutes later, he was playing on a Game Boy Advance SP and I was like, oh, my God, I had one of those. I loved that thing so much. I want to play on it right now. That's oh, he's playing Halo on an original Xbox. I did that when I was 12. And it was great. I had so much fun. So I don't know. Maybe other people just found it kind of sickening all the way through how it was maybe product placement. But then maybe it was sort of product placement for products that no longer exist by the time the film came out. And that, that was a weird one. I thought it just all added into this idea that it was filmed over this long period, that that just everything about the setting matched the time it was set in, <laughs> and that I guess changed that's it. as it moved, and it sort of helped helped sort of reinforce that idea that yeah we're filming this over a long period, um, yeah. Mm. Yeah, maybe that's a, it's enough to to think of it like that. Oh, there's one bit that there was absolute genius, and I I don't want to say like they must have known this, but it must have taken them so long to think it through because they had to make it up as they went along. But near the start, he's playing on a a twenty Q game. Do you see that? Oh, it's a, nope. It's. It's when he's at the table, he gets told off for playing with a computer oh, game yeah. at the table. It's a little round purple thing that asks you questions on the screen and you can press yes or no. And it oh, guesses no. what you're oh, thinking of. Those. Yeah, you play, hmm. yeah, exactly. And you can play it online now. There's uh, things like the, the Akinator bot or 20q.com that you can play this game. And it's, it's amazing how computers can guess what you're thinking, even when it's quite specific stuff, just from these generic sort of questions. Um, and so they, they showed us that, and that no longer exists. You can't get those anymore, I don't think. Um, but then later on, they develop the theme of asking questions. He's talking to his dad about how difficult it is to talk to girls, and his dad says, ask her questions. Just just ask her questions about things that she's interested in. Don't mm. just expect her to be interested in your stuff. Be interested in her stuff. Ask her questions, respond to the answers, and you'll be way ahead of all the other all the other guys. That was when he was like twelve, and we see him doing that every time he's with a girl. After that, he's so shy and so reserved, but he's asking her questions every single time, yeah. um, all the way through. 
even up to the very yeah. last scene where he's walking through the the desert asking her questions and she's asking him something and he'll respond properly but then he'll make it about her again um and i, I loved that just seeing that this is we saw that scene and this has kind of become part of his personality and they had and this is the bit that they must have thought of they say uh, it, when he's ranting about facebook and how evil they are he says oh the, the computers um at my university i'm going to they ask you 20 questions on a form and the computers decide who you're going to be who you're going to live with um they can work it out just from asking you 20 questions isn't that crazy and that's exactly what that computer game was doing that he was playing with more than 10 years earlier and somehow i don't know it felt like they they were trying to say that that had got into his head somehow there was some connection there, and I thought that was wonderful. That is really clever writing, considering they they hadn't written all of that at once. Yeah. Yeah, that's impressive. Wow. And there's no way they could have known. And I just wonder how many scenes they just threw away or how many little mm-hmm. shots mm-hmm. they thought, maybe we can do something with this in 10 years when it becomes relevant. <laughs> uh, like, are there hundreds of hours of unused footage? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So it was things like that that were why I loved this film so much. The the detail is incredible. Like I'll give it that. It's yeah. It's very well crafted. You know? I thought so. Yeah. Hmm. I it, I completely agree with you about the questions. There was one scene though when he was being a real shit to a girl. Do you remember they were walking home and she'd caught him up on her bike? Mm-hmm. And he was just grunting at her, essentially, which also solidified my deep hatred of him. But she was trying so hard to like engage him and ask him questions, and he was basically just being like, mm. <laughs> Yeah, that? he was shy, wasn't he? he yeah, wasn't. I suppose that's what it was trying to tell us. Yeah, I was thinking, like, come on, put a bit more effort in. But um, I don't know, I think I was probably a bit like that when I was a teenager as well. Um but he was still asking her questions. Was um, he? Yeah, oh, maybe yeah. I just he was, missed that. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure he was asking her questions through that. It, you know, in between the grunts, like uh, almost as if he didn't want to talk about himself. Uh, yeah, it was. I thought that was good, and I think you could see that they were friends as mm. well. Who maybe once you're really good friends with someone, you don't need to like keep being polite with them or whatever. Uh, that's why I'm such an arsehole to you guys. <laughs> was it definitely him that was playing with a video game in the restaurant? I don't mean to ruin your oh, theory, but I feel like it was the other little boy. Could have been the other little boy. I suppose it still works. As a, no, they as had a motif. the game. Yeah, okay. Yeah, the motif. That's the word I wanted. <laughs> <laughs> as a pastiche. As a pastiche. <laughs> I don't know what that means. It doesn't mean oh. that. Oh, I'm getting hungry now. Pasty. <laughs> yeah. Or a quiche. <gasps> Going to make a quiche inside a Cornish pasty pastry and call it a pastiche. <gasps> wow. Amazing. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've made some strides in cooking today. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really happy with that. <laughs> 
so I, I think I've like hit all my main points about why I loved this film so much. And I think we've got something from Laura about why she hated <laughs> it so much with just just not finding the characters likable, right? I was on. Is that boring. it? Yeah, I was, bo- it? I was just bored. I was bored. But yeah, again, that You're comes bored, down to not okay. liking the characters because I liked it every time Ethan Hawke was on screen. And I would have liked right. it a lot more if he was in it more, but he only seemed to turn up every 15 to 20 minutes, which was, felt like a long stretch over three hours. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, like, it's always right now. <laughs> <laughs> so good. I feel like they say the seize the moment, but really it's the moment that seizes us. Oh, I just... Yeah, it's like it's always right now, you know? <laughs> End credits. I oh, loved that so much. It's so it. lame. It's <laughs> such yeah. a rubbish thing. Just them high in the desert talking nonsense. <laughs> and, and that was that was what was so perfect. It was there was no conclusion. There was no this is what we've been trying to tell you all along. There was no nice moral that it was wrapped up in a neat bow. It was just, he's 18 and he's going to carry on living and more stuff's going to happen to him and it's not going to end until he dies and even then it's not going to end all wrapped up neatly. Ghosts. This is life. It carries on. (laughs) Ghosts. Let's not not talk about ghosts again. I thought a little smile at the end, just after they'd said... They'd had a really lame conversation. There was a, a contentment, I think, we were supposed to feel. That yeah. he was somewhere he wanted to be. And we were supposed to take some closure from that, I think. Yeah. It had all been accumulating. Yep, just all for that one little smile. <laughs> was that one little smile the the conclusion for yep. you? Yeah, three and a half hours okay. or however long it was for that <laughs> Two smile. hours, 45. Six hours. <laughs> Six days. <laughs> yeah, what's uh, the director's cut of this like? <laughs> <laughs> lasts 18 years. <laughs> yes. Oh, it was wonderful. And I did write sequel question mark with a big circle around it. Um, Did you underline it twice? <laughs> yeah, I underlined it twice. <laughs> Good. <laughs> oh, Spencer Confidential. Nice callback. <laughs> that was a worse film than Boyhood. Disagree. <laughs> I'd rather watch that again. Would you rather watch this oh. or Southland Tales? Oh, this. I mean, come on, Claire. Don't, <laughs> don't take the piss. Southland cool. Tales is the worst film that's ever been made, ever, Maybe. categorically. <laughs> <laughs> this had something so, going for it occasionally. So if if we were to look ahead, Laura, mm. one day in the future we will do the next secret Oscars and we will be required to to pick the worst film of the second Maybe. half. Will we now? Could you, could, well, yeah, I'll be picking it for sure. Oh. <laughs> um, so was this the worst one we've seen so far since, since the Oscars. since the last Oscars we've got Mutiny on the Bounty Barry Lyndon Imperium Dark Waters Thor Ragnarok The Speed Cubers Shaft Babes in Toyland Infame <laughs> Infam uh Charade Cuties uh The Manchurian Candidate and Cinema Paradiso was Boyhood the worst film out of those God, well that that's not fair you can't ask someone when it's not the Oscar ceremony. Oh, that's true. 
Oh, yeah. Uh, well, you'll have to wait. So let me revise my question. Uh, could I ask you to consider some of the other crap we've been watching <laughs> and think about whether this was really a bad film? <laughs> <laughs> I take on, fil- on behalf I, of other- Barry Lyndon, I'm offended. <laughs> fucking loved Barry Lyndon. (laughs) Other people can view films objectively. I go purely by my enjoyment of them. Yeah. I did not enjoy this. Uh, Whereas I got something out of Babes in Toyland. You know, it was a kind of bad where I was like, this is hilariously bad. Like I'm I'm enjoying the experience of how bad it is. Oh, was this like angry bad? This was angry bad. Where I, you know, like when your yes. dad watches the Grand Prix and it's just so boring, it makes you angry. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Although I have to say, through, like again, as always happens, now that we've been talking about it, I can at least appreciate a lot more that I didn't notice or pick up on, which is oh, endearing a little case. bit that's more. Good. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Because okay. before when I watched it, it kind of seemed like it was just a disconnected bunch of random nonsense. That they were right. like, here you go, this is interesting. And I was like, it's just real life. It's not interesting to me, to be honest. Um, but no, they have, it is, a, it's, <laughs> it has been crafted carefully, which I didn't see, mm. which I can appreciate now. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's, that's enough for me then. <laughs> <laughs> you are allowed to have that opinion. <laughs> Thank I you. I have decided. Uh, and I'll look forward to manhood in... 30 years or yeah, so. Yeah, it's nice. Oh, well, I guess all that's left to do is uh, Melvin Braggett. Yeah, is there anything we uh, didn't talk about that we that we felt we ought to have done? <laughs> I love what? the soundtrack. Oh, yeah. No, wait, I can't remember the soundtrack. I I'm mean, getting it confused with another film. Sorry, go on. I'm guessing you hated the soundtrack. If you don't like Coldplay, I'm guessing you're not a big fan of The Flaming Lips. Or... No, I don't, I don't know who yeah. they are. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. That's okay. <laughs> soundtrack was great. I thought it was a good soundtrack. Um again I wondered I I was in I'd be interested to know how much of it they chose at the time and how much of it was cuz some of some of it were like the little girl singing like obviously you you've got to leave that in but a lot of it was like they're driving past and there's something playing on the car radio. Mm. Did they maybe go back and choose the song to be playing later on once they realised what all the iconic songs were going to be? Or did they just pick them at the time or like, this is in the charts at the moment, let's put that in? Did they know how well this stuff was going to age? There's so many little questions like that. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I also looked up uh, the Beatles' Black album, which it turns out was not... So he he gives his... Yeah, he gives Mason that this album that he's made, which is the compilation of all the later uh, Beatles solo stuff. And it turns out that album was made by Ethan Hawke himself <gasps> as a present for his real-life daughter. Oh, wow. And, and this was one of the... Uh, apparently, there was lots of stuff like that, just directors chatting to to the actors and finding out what they're really like and using stuff from their lives. Um, so they had him... Yeah, give this whole speech about the Black Album. That was an album he had really made. That's um, fantastic. And he later was interviewed for BuzzFeed and he, he released the, the track listing and there's a Spotify playlist you can listen to. Oh, I've been listening to it. It's really good. Uh, <laughs> that was fun. 
So that was my main thought from the, the soundtrack. <laughs> I just have two more things. One, I noticed that as a theme, dislocation was kind of like the main theme, maybe. Because they were constantly being uprooted and having to move on and move, yeah. and like go of the past. And I don't know. I don't know if they were saying anything about it, though. I think it was just like something that just kept going throughout the film and where we were just being left to. Maybe it was just about this crazy old life that we live. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? And the second thing, which I shouldn't even bring up because it's cheating, because I read the Wikipedia page and it pointed out. And then after that, I was like, oh, interesting. It was about race um, and the fact that it's like maybe a little bit blinkered when it comes to race, not because it focuses on a white family, which is obviously like what it's intending to do and stuff. But the fact that they just they had they just dropped a little bit of interesting sort of stuff where the mum is telling this the. Do you remember the Hispanic man that he should just go to college and then suddenly yeah. his, his life is resolved and. Thank goodness this white woman thought to tell him that there's community college stuff. Mm. Yeah, um, that was a yeah. But that feel yeah, feels like a a much longer discussion. So I just wanted to drop it in and say that, yeah, yeah that was a bit shit of them. All right. Yeah. That's it. That's literally everything I had written down. And yep. Cool. Um Final game. How did this link oh, oh, to yeah. the previous film, which was Cinema Paradiso? I'm going to say really cute little boy. <laughs> Transitioning to manhood. Oh, perfect. <laughs> In fact, they were almost the same film, weren't God, they? They practically were. Overburdened boy mother. Growing up. Yeah, overburdened mother who was still basically a good, good woman. Yep. Um, the inevitable tie of nostalgia yeah having to let go and move on uproot your life in pursuit of greater things yeah having an older gentleman guide you like obi-wan god it's even got him viewing the world through a camera lens instead of a little box (laughs) oh wow i didn't think we were gonna get anything for this (laughs) great stuff yeah I really am finished now. Me too. I'm done. Thank you very much, all. I was really, I really enjoyed uh, discussing that. Even, and I don't think we've had more diametrically opposed views of a film <laughs> before. That's quite something. Not for a while, anyway. I'm trying to think. Mm. I feel yeah. like we've had, we've been split before. The Muppets. I think sometimes there's a. Oh, actually, I quite liked it, but I don't think it was like. It was the best film I've ever seen. It was completely awful. I hated yeah, it. Yeah, true. Mm. You also hated Lady Bird, though, didn't you? Yeah. I did not like Lady Bird. Yeah. yeah. Oh, comparable. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, coming in of age. <laughs> I just don't like teenagers. Yeah. Nice. That's not true. Because, you know, I, I do tutor and I like the ones that I'm, I like teenagers that I meet. Ah, they're all 18, <laughs> 19, though, aren't they? Yeah, it's a bit That's different. just such a classic racist thing. <laughs> oh my it's god, like, yeah, you're well, right. Apart from the ones I know. <laughs> Here comes the music. Seamless transition. Wilf, do you want to come to Malta?